And welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Caroline. And today we are recapping season four, episode 12 of Pretty Little Liars called Now You See Me, Now You Don't. It's episode 412. Oh my God, guys. Who else is rubbing the 412? Say I. <laughs> Say I. Um, but Phoebe's fake. She's not actually repping the 412. I'm always I'm in my shorties hat. Oh no, I saw. Oh believe <laughs> me. I saw the hat. <laughs> Guys, imagine my surprise. <laughs> I log on to the Zoom to record our podcast. I log on and what to my wondering eyes does appear, but Phoebe in a hat? Phoebe in a hat I'm not used to seeing her and it's not a fedora or I obviously would not be feeling unsettled that would feel like home I'm in a beanie <laughs> what actually does this count as a beanie if it's got the little thing on the top no one second it's not a beanie now you it's can not see a beanie it. but <laughs> her hair is all tucked into the beanie <laughs> <laughs> guys and she's got her headphones on over the beanie I wish you no. know what? I don't have to. I don't have to wish that they can see it. It's 2023. Four. It's 2024 even. Oh, you bitch! <laughs> she took it off. Wow. Why? You know what? Stand by your choices. <laughs> How about this? Show a little. I've been in that hat what? all day. Have people seen you? I wore it when I went outside to get stuff from the car. You're oh my god! Oh, that is dark. That Let me is just so be dark. clear: no one walking around this city right now is meant to be seen by anybody else. So there's a bit of kinship there. What a nasty thing to say! What, what? a nasty thing to say about your neighborhood, guys. We've been snowed in. <laughs> Snowmageddon. It, no, I'm serious. It hasn't snowed like this in Pittsburgh in a couple years. And now I'm in Nashville. So I'm shocked. Yeah, well, you should see the snow here. How many inches did you get? I don't know. We got 10. That is mm, unheard that's of. That's nothing. That that's literally un- nothing. That is unheard of here. That's actually not very much. That's actually <laughs> like an unimpressive amount. <laughs> We but probably would not even get a two-hour delay. Well, that's true. But we oh, were wa- I was walking in out from my car. I have been in... Bo- the Patreon people will know this tomorrow, but I've been in Bowling Green, Kentucky for the past three and a half days, and I just arrived back to my apartment, and I got back this morning, and I was walking around the building from the parking lot to my front door, and oh my God, it's just... Probably a three-inch deep sheet of ice all the way around the building. Ice? Yeah. That's oh the issue, God. you know? And, like, yeah. they did, honestly, the highways were in p- really good shape. Some of the main roads were in really good shape. But then, like, any side street is still, like, just completely snow and ice. But, um... Uh, woof. Allegedly, they're taking care of that now... It's also just like it was negative to two degrees this morning here, which literally I didn't know it could get that cold below the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, that is surprising because like it's been so cold here, but it's been like four degrees. 
Yeah. And so my heater, number one, the heater in my apartment is already inadequate. It is in the corner <laughs> of the apartment and it's, my apartment's like, it's not big, but like there's a lot of space to cover. It's not big, <laughs> but it's, it's comfortable. Okay. Exactly. I would describe it as more of like, uh, my condo, I mean my apartment, <laughs> um, it's comfortable. I, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's big or anything, but <laughs> could I host a small get together? Easily, yeah. <laughs> but the heater. Oh my god! I walked in here and I here. Let me let me tell you what I have. Well, I don't. I actually took one of the layers off because I'm sitting in front of the heater right now. But um, uh-huh. I'm in leggings with sweatpants over the leggings, with a long sleeve t-shirt with a short sleeve t-shirt over it. With a crew neck over that, and then I was in a hoodie earlier. Had my Guys, hat on short, most of the day, and I have and three short, pairs of s- absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I have three pairs of socks on, and it's still not cutting wow. it. Wow! Do you have a space heater? Uh, I was going to prime one to me so that it would get here tomorrow, but because of the road situation, um, no, I don't have one, you and can't? I won't get anyone. No, the soonest it will get here is Tuesday, and guess what the high is on Tuesday? About 50 degrees. So <laughs> It's really a shame you didn't just stay in Pittsburgh where there are three fireplaces in the house you were in. Three? Yeah. Where's the... Oh, outs- outside. That counts. <laughs> but I'm that not going to go sit in front you of it. You use it daily. You use it daily. Not when I was just home. I don't know. This summer, I used it plenty. Believe me, we know, we know. Anyway, oh my God, you guys. Hey, <laughs> what the heck is up? What the heck is up? Um, the episode today was a lot crazier than I was expecting for a, an episode 12 of a season. You guys, this was such a moment in culture for me as a middle schooler. Like, Pop culture didn't exist for middle... You know how, po- like, middle schoolers have their own, like, pop culture? It's like how One Direction was pop culture for middle schoolers at that time. It's not the same as it is for the rest of the world. This episode was a moment in middle school pop culture. Oh, my God. And the the heartbreak, because you have to remember... Yeah. ...that people were in love with him. Even though we shouldn't yeah. have been, we were we were obsessed with him. I know he's Ian Harding. I mean, I can't explain to you, but also like what that did to us. Now watching this, I'm like, okay, so I rest my case. As I said in the beginning, if a man who is over the age of 22 is interested in someone who's under the age of 18, and that's me being generous. Um, they're a weirdo. They are a weirdo. I don't care how normal you think he is at age 16. When you turn however old he is, ask yourself, would it ever cross your mind? And then look around at the people who are dating people so, so, so much younger than them, but they're like, it's like inappropriate. And it's like, oh, you know what? No, yeah. You're like a little weird. That's a little weird. I feel a little weird about that. And you should, you should. And I just think it's like, okay, yeah. I said he was a weirdo, and look, look, look at this. Look. <laughs> this is certifiable weirdo shit. So I was right, and yeah. Um, 
but I know it's too soon to get into this. I wish so badly that you have already seen Mean Girls. Oh, sorry. I'm about to see it for a second time. I have I'm like mad at you. Okay, I haven't been able to go anywhere. I I can't help that that's how I feel. <laughs> I can't. It doesn't really matter. That doesn't help or make it feel better, okay? You know, you saying I that, still you would feel right mad. In, you would feel fit right in, in Salt Lake City. That's their <laughs> favorite you. thing to do is when, like, so okay. they love to oh, say, yeah. well, I can't help that that's how I feel. It's like, okay. all right. Well, what am I going to say to okay. that? Okay, well, you are absolutely out of your mind bonkers. <laughs> so how you feel literally doesn't matter at all. <laughs> how you feel. <laughs> the way you feel. Like, if, if human emotions had a Richter scale, you guys have your <laughs> own scale. It is You're off something else. Chart. It's it's actually crazy. And you know what, though? I was listening to the Vile Files, and they said that they heard apparently Miami is supposed to be, like, the next Salt Lake. So maybe that's the one we should do next. So that would be good. Because yeah. I also think there's it's less intimidating. Um, Where are you in Salt Lake now? I know it's been a day since we talked, but. Yeah, I haven't gotten much farther. I'm on like episode 11 of season two. Okay. I just finished season three, except I have to watch the reunions, but I just watched the finale of season three. So I do, I do kind of want to just like caught up for the fourth season. Oh, okay. I think that well, I for sure will be season three. I think season three might be my least favorite until like the very end. Yeah. And Heather gets on my nerves. Okay. Well, I was just about to say, like, I kind of just want to like beat Heather up at yeah. this time in the show. And like, she's night, like, of course Caroline, I would show up for Jen. Last night, Caroline and I were both like, oh, we just want to give Heather a hug. We want the and it's and that's true. true, but there is like, she needs a big sister. Guys, have you ever heard of tough love? Okay, Phoebe and I are gonna be Heather Gay's big sisters. She is. She could be our mother. <laughs> uh, she could literally be our mother, but we're gonna be her big sisters, and we're gonna give her a hug, and then we're gonna punch her in the face. And we're gonna say, "You see, <laughs> you see," <laughs> and she's gonna be like. Uh, and that's all it's gonna take yeah a little because bit of tough love from me the, and you when the other people in the group try to explain to her how she's coming across she's not hearing it because everybody in the group is crazy so there's no like yeah there's no moral no there's there's point. the these most sane person there is meredith marks and she hired a private investigator <laughs> for her best friend <laughs> so like that that if that tells you anything about like how Salt Lake City is. I love how they edit these shows because you know that these lunches are like longer than we watch, obviously. And but you can tell how long they are when you're watching it with Meredith because you hear in her voice <laughs> how drunk yes. she gets. She starts yes. slurring her words. And she is I just think that Lisa <laughs> um <laughs> is sleeping around. That is exactly how she talks. That is exactly how she talks. Yeah, Thank I you. love her, though. She's an icon. Um, anyway, I do want to say a few things about Mean Girls, the movie, although you haven't seen it. That's fine. Because we're just kind of going to miss the boat. But um, my initial thoughts as the resident thespian of the podcast, I fucking loved it. I'm going to see it again Friday. I already have my tickets. I loved it. And, and here's the deal. 
I'm just kind of fed up with people who are like, it wasn't like Broadway. And it's like, yeah, of course it wasn't. It was a movie. It wasn't supposed to be Broadway. The thing that they're doing here is they're making theater accessible. They're bringing it to people who otherwise would never fucking go see Mean Girls the musical. You think they're going to go see the tour when it comes here? Probably not. But they're going to go see it in a movie theater. You basically tricked them into watching a musical. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, they have to make it palatable for a wide audience. You know? Like, that. they have to. Honestly theater people who are having that reaction and like and a lot of the caroline and i talked about this a little bit on the patreon like specific choices that we wish had been different yeah but like i hated katie like i didn't think there were i didn't think there was anything redeeming about her performance i thought she was awful and i I terrible choice caroline and i also mentioned revenge party on the patreon and it's just like if you have to take it down an octave for her to sing the most impactful part of the song Maybe she's yeah. not your Katie. But. Yeah, I mean, that's not even where I would have had to draw the line. It would have been drawn so far before <laughs> Revenge Party. Well, I they seen it added yet. a song. This is also, a, okay, not to like spoil. I'm not really, you know care. the story. <laughs> you ever heard of Mean Girls? Um, it starts with Cautionary Tale. And usually when I'm watching movies, shows, whatever, that are like, oh my God, we have TikTok or like they're just kind of really heavy handed with the Gen Z references. It's like a little much. Mm -hmm. I didn't even feel like this. I felt like they used it in an okay way. And I'm like, I kept reminding myself Tina Fey was involved. She was in the room. That's why this is working and not really annoying you. Mm -hmm. Um, So Cautionary Tale is done like they're doing a video, but it's, it's so cute. And Janice and Damien are stand out fabulous in the movie. They're so good. And then it goes to a song and I was like, wait a minute. I've never heard this song before. I know every song in this musical. What do you mean? I don't know this. And they added it. They added a song for Katie in the first five minutes of the fucking movie. I'm like, if you wanted people to stay seated, what are you thinking? If you're going <laughs> to add a song, add it for Renee Rapp. She's singing yeah. circles around everybody on set. Another thing I wanted to say is I understand that, like, everybody loves Connie, baby. Um, but what were we thinking? He doesn't sing one word. He doesn't do a thing. Like, he's I just, like... I think Caroline and I said that from the beginning, though, when the casting came out, that we didn't yeah. understand why. And I think but we maybe touched on this last week, what Tina Fey we said did. about talking to her kid. But... Yeah, well, yeah. He's just The whole theater freaked out. Really? Yeah, like he turned around, they're like, ah! like all the little girls. And well, I was like, I guess oh, that's what it's for. But he's just not Aaron Samuels. No, like there are lines. Okay, there are a couple lines, too, I'm going to point out. And I'm not trying to body shame Conrad, whatever his name is. But, but here's the deal there are two lines that make me no longer believe this. And if you're going to change the line about Regina, you can change these two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here are the lines. Number one um, God, you're hot. Why do you even wear a shirt? Um, because there's literally nothing to see there. He is just a skinny, sad boy. That's what he is. Okay, number two, she says, does this guy work out? He must. How would, why do you think that? There's nothing about him that suggests he's working out. Now, Shane Oman, hot. Shane Oman, hot jock, 
I imagine Aaron Samuels like that. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, the story does not work if it's a sad, broody boy. Because, because typically, he would be with Katie. He wouldn't be well, with Well, no, Regina. because I don't believe he's dumb. And the whole yeah. thing is that he's not good at math, so she pretends to be stupid mm -hmm. to get time with him. Like, that's the whole thing. But he also thing. isn't the kind of guy that someone at Regina in high school would be... No. ...have any, want anything to do with. It would have to be a jock. The one thing I liked about Renee's Regina is, and this was like, I really loved Renee. I thought she was so good. And it, I was telling Phoebe, like, it made me honestly feel like, oh, I could actually play, I could play Regina at Mean Girls because I don't know. I was like, I would want to do it like, like she's doing it and it works. Like, mm -hmm. because the thing is every Regina George isn't. The Rachel McAdams, Regina George, like yeah. Regina George looks different at every school, you know, and like it, it's not even whatever. So uh, I thought she played it a lot more like obviously than in the musical. And also, guys, did you expect them to be doing like the crazy dramatic stage makeup, crazy shit they were doing on a Broadway stage to appeal to the person in the $99 seat in the back row like it's a movie everything has to be smaller if they did it the way they did it on Broadway you would be frightened you'd be like <laughs> oh, like what the fuck it wouldn't like so you think you want that but you don't it wouldn't have worked but I don't know I just thought that she was so fucking good and it was like I just believed that she was a different kind of Regina she was cool and for her it seemed like she never dated anyone because she liked them except maybe Shane. She was just dating like for the power rather like because she could. Yeah. And probably I felt like I got the vibe from this Regina that she was like, well, everybody wants him. And that's the reason I'm with him. Not because I like him. Yeah. And that's the whole reason. Obviously she's like takes him from Katie. Whereas I feel like in the original, it feels like Regina's with him because he's like a status symbol for her. And mm. it's like, you know what I mean? And it's like, That's well, of true. course I would be with him. So it just was like little things like that that I thought really worked and made me believe it. And that was the only reason I believed them together at all. But I thought I was like, just this is such a waste. Like, it's just, it was just stupid of him to be in the movie. <laughs> it was honestly. stupid of him. I was like, she would have had to just be in that movie, honestly. I think that it is kind of, I've been seeing, there's this dad on Twitter who has, or like, I guess a couple dads maybe, because after the Chiefs game last week, there were more people obviously saying that they thought it was cringy, seeing Taylor dance and like whatever. And this guy was like, Taylor has done more for the NFL viewership and, like, sowing a new generation of viewers than the NFL has done for itself in years because he was, like, my, like, nine-year-old daughter asked to watch the Chiefs game with me on Sunday, and now she wants to watch all the playoff games with me, and she asked me why Jason wow. Kelsey's retiring and all this stuff, and it's like, why do you care if... I know. You acting like this is proving that, like, it's such a boys' club... And it's so stupid. It's literally so stupid. I also want to say about about this, though, like, okay, so you guys think it's cringy. You think she looks stupid. You think she looks cringy doing this. 
do you know what you look like (laughs) in your cheap ass seats in the middle of the shitty weather because you can't afford to be in a box with your beer in your hand and you're belching and your like face is painted and you're all bundled up and your face is also bright red because you're freezing and you've been like sitting in the stadium with all these other gross people for four hours and you're gonna have to wait in a line with a bunch of other sweaty stinky people for a long time to get an uber to go home and she's gonna walk right out the door and leave with travis kelsey and have no traffic like so when you start thinking she looks cringy take a step back and say well what if someone was filming me the whole time i'm watching this game would i have a cringy moment maybe Maybe. (laughs) And does Taylor Swift look better than I do in my best moments? Yes. Yes, (laughs) she does. Right? Also, how crazy that Alex Earl and Taylor Swift at the same same game. game. So cute. I am. I really respect Alex for asking Braxton to lose, though. Yeah. Like, she was, like, a good Swiftie. Right. I, um, if I had my dream rotation... This week, it would be the husband of the girl that made the jacket for Taylor because he tweeted on every single major outlet who tweeted a picture of her in that jacket. He replied and said, made by my hot wife or whatever. Oh, my God. And then in the press conference, he was asked about it and he was like, there's nothing better than seeing all these people and the things that she's making she works so hard all this cute it stuff it is so cool that taylor wore it mm-hmm. even if she I had saw to match with britney <laughs> <sighs> did you so, see i'm still um, waiting for that to be explained away to me how they're i friends. just like don't i just like don't want to keep bringing it up i can't wait dave, dave portnoy dave portnoy was like um I have someone who's close to... Because he's a major Swifty. And he was like, I have someone in the camp close to Taylor that was thinking about getting me tickets or getting me in the box at the Patriots game. But then she said to me, I don't trust you to be nice to Brittany Mahomes. And he said, if it meant I could talk to Taylor for 10 seconds, I'll be as nice to Brittany Mahomes as you want me to be. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow insane so close (laughs) yet so far away yeah well did you see speaking of like small businesses and uh famous people alex earl the other queen of uh my social media feed she wore a necklace from coastal caviar that was sent to her by this girl and i don't know if you've seen but i am like obsessed with this right now so she and i just think it's really neat that like again these so do you know how many celebs get sent shit and they never even like touch mm-hmm. it or look at it? Like to put, to amplify these creators, like it's, I mean, it's changing their lives. Like we can't underestimate what, what they're really doing by, by doing this. But so she made Alex Earl a charm necklace or like charm necklaces. Um, and a lot of it was like Miami dolphin themed, whatever. And it's super cute. It's like this big gold thing. And she wore it and she like tagged the people, whatever. And I went to the, her, the girl's page because I like want one really bad. And I went to her page and she had a video like on her story of her husband, like helping her make all of the oh. necklaces. And she was like, she was like, guys, I promise like we're working as fast as we can. Like, um, 
we've never had this kind of demand. So like, oh, we'll get the orders out like as quick as we can. But like, oh my and Alex had posted the video like five hours ago. Like, and wow. she was, and it was just like so cool. I'm like, she was like, this has been the craziest, like, but best day of my life. Like, this is unbelievable. And so she also like made one for Taylor Swift. She made one for like other people. Um, but I mean, I like actively want one and will mm-hmm. probably try to get one this year. So it, it's like just such a gift to like give to these people. But anyway, so I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, I like her a lot. I do too. Um, okay, I want to bring up that I forgot that Demi Lovato's name is Demetria. I think let's it's bring really it back. I think it's really important that you brought that up. Why are we not calling her Demetria? Why is she she okay, Demi is like <laughs> she's lived so many lives, but she's she never lived out loud a, she's never Demetria. lived out loud as Demetria. Huh, I, I feel like it's, it's nice. time. Her next album is gonna be called Demetria. Demetria. I'm calling it now. Uh, Demetria still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, like I'm sorry. I wanna name my kid Demetria now. Demetria Zalinda DeAngelis. <laughs> DZD. <laughs> I'm doing it just because, like, how can I not? Oh my god. I think you, you have So you to. agree. So you agree, how can I not name my kid Demetria Zalinda DeAngelis? Yeah. Um, anyway, I just, like, remembered. And it's so funny because I just, I saw somebody, like, <laughs> oh, it was a video of all these, like, live vocalists. And it was, like, stripped down their vocals, just the raw vocals, whatever. I saw that. And yeah. and someone commented, Demetria. <laughs> and I just, like, people are just so funny. Like, oh I don't know God. why that made me laugh so hard, but I was just, cause she, I mean, she sounds insane, no, that's but literally they're just like, when you Demetria. open up the TikTok, it's like that TikTok comment I mentioned last week, girl, you look insane mm-hmm. when it's just something <laughs> so, and like, it's also th- sometimes the way that things are punctuated and capitalized. Like, yes, it just w- makes a difference. The first word being capitalized and then no punctuation. Like that person literally just like typed that out. And it was that and scroll. Exactly. And now they're blowing the fuck up because we're talking about them on the podcast. Well, they must be. Their account is blowing up because we are name dropping them right now. (laughs) As we speak, TikTok's down (laughs) because of this. Like it's our impact. We just we, we were like Taylor Swift, Alex Earl. The Pretty Little Podcast. By the way, guys, there is somebody out there in the world, and if it's one of my enemies, <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> someone out there has the Instagram username, The Pretty Little Podcast. Do you know how much I hate our Instagram username? <laughs> like, I hate it badly. One day I hate we'll be able deep. to buy it. One day we'll be able to I buy it. I messaged them. I was like, you know, I was like, name your price, basically. I was like, Please, I want this handle. They have, dude, they have zero posts. Did they ever answer? It's not an active, no, it's not an active account. Report them. There, you know what? There needs to be a law against this. And I'm like, if it's you and you're one of my enemies, name your price. Do you want incriminating photos of me? (laughs) Sure. Do you want our million dollars? (laughs) Do you want a million dollars that we have? That we definitely have? A million dollars that we absolutely definitely have each, <laughs> each and each and and those cash. are those are authentic. <laughs> those are authentic. Those genuine, are auth- and genuine it's dollars. not even monopoly money. It's not monopoly money. No, 
and, and we didn't at get all. It. We didn't. We <laughs> are not friends with Jen Shaw. Stop saying that online. Stop saying that online. She was on my nightmare blunt rotation. <laughs> Keyword nightmare. It Even wasn't real. I know this is. <laughs> I know that this is crazy. And like, I don't know if it's because I have a soft spot for people like Jen. But there are servers. There Wait, are like. Do you? How many people like Jen do you know that you have a soft spot for? Who? Okay, okay. But like, like I know we said she's like Jen, but she's not like <laughs> Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw's a, cr- a career <laughs> criminal. Wait, but why do I kind of feel bad for her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know. Don't know. Heather vibes. Heather Sorry. as fuck. <laughs> you know what? You're being Heather gay for Halloween. I don't make the rules. And I'm being Lisa Barlow. Got hey guys. Got oh my god, you guys. I'm <laughs> so I'm literally so scared, you guys. Like what? What? John. That's how she talks. <laughs> that That's how she talks. I've been practicing was, for my Halloween costume. That was perfect. The my impersonation? Mm-hmm. I know. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I no, just mean like, I know. There are see, like and also Jen Shaw when she's like because she's not as crazy in the later seasons as she was in season. She's so crazy and a criminal. But, I mean, <laughs> but also, guys, it's also you must remember. The other women she's on screen with, like she's not like she's she's not walking among mere mortals. Right. She's walking among other psychotic she's, women. She's and not like, screaming like that at regular people. She's screaming no, like that no. at people who actually have said pretty terrible things about her. She's screaming at like people at people who like are capable of things you cannot imagine. I know I'm she's so screaming at like that. Oh my god, dude! No, you're and also I'm dying because little breadcrumb in season two of Salt Lake for the reality of Auntie's stuff. And is it someone we know? I don't know who. Th- is it a person? It's a person. Is it someone? Wait, are you asking? Seen? Wait, what are you asking? Like, is reality of Auntie's who is a person I- in Salt Lake? Do you want me to tell you? Was well, that part of the surprise? Don't tell me. Do you want me to? Okay. Um, it's just, it's crazy. I'm like, I was, because I, what it's I like, brought up. What I love about this show is that the way that they taught, like Angie Harrington and like all the Angie's uh-huh. and all the people around town, it has a, sm- it, it is what, when I think about a Real Housewife show and when like I was younger and mom would be watching Beverly Hills and I was like, why don't, why doesn't Mount Lebanon have this? It's a small town. Every mom knows one another and they all hate each other. This is a gold mine. And I mean, yeah. In Salt Lake, it's the closest you get to like a small town feel. Yes. Of like the, the interconnected web between all of these women. They all know mm-hmm. each other. It's really, it's really it's wonderful. crazy. <laughs> It's 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 a gift. Insane to watch. It's insane to watch. Um, we we can't shut the fuck up about Salt Lake City, and we we and we have to. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. How did you, how did you feel about that J-Lo trailer I made you watch? Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what did I watch? Baby, what did you send me? What was that? What was that? From the mind, heart, eyes, and dreams of Jennifer Lopez. I don't even actually know if that's the that's the combination of words. Listen, that was used, listen. I didn't I didn't know that I was dreaming of it. But boy was I. After I watched that trailer, I was like, this is Guys, everything I've this, ever thought of. This is everything that's ever wait, made me cry. That's so laugh. funny because that's like that's like when someone is like Oh my gosh, look at you. It's like a compliment, but it's not a compliment because it's like that is everything I've ever. It's not dream. It's everything that's ever crossed my mind. <laughs> well, because there's pain too. Because it, there's also it's not just joy; it's sadness. Right, guys. This trailer. It's the full uh, spectrum of human <laughs> let emotion. Me describe what this movie is gonna be to you. It's a drama. It's a rom com. It's sci fi. It's fantasy. Oh, don't forget and it's a musical. <laughs> don't forget that it's also a musical. And I think that JLo's the only one singing in the whole musical. Well, here's my other question. At first, I was like, is this like a movie she's making of the story of her life? Yes. And I, I thought. at the at the end of it, I still wanted to know the answer to that question. Because at the end of the trailer, I still wasn't sure. Because when I clicked on it, because like, this might be how she thinks her yeah. life is like i don't know the tweet the tweet that i saw well for the it was a quote tweet that made me click on it because it said um don't ask any questions but watch this trailer now that's what the tweet said literally don't ask any questions and then the you read like the original like film updates tweet or whatever and it says jennifer lopez's new movie featuring ben affleck neil degrasse tyson yeah why is why is her husband in it and at first that's why i was confused because in the first like 10 seconds of the trailer she's having sex with someone who's not ben affleck and uh-huh. you know he's in the movie so i'm like hmm yeah so I'm like so what's his role wait if so I'm, wait <laughs> if so i'm ben affleck reading the script i'm like wait babe like, babe you said you needed me to be in this <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, you're actually just playing one of the inmates. And he's like, inmates? <laughs> and she's, and she's like, like, yeah, did there's you, a prison Did scene. you even read it? Did you even read it? There's a big jailbreak number. And he's like, number. I thought I read everything. She's like, did you read page 68? <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. and he flips. And she goes, no, you didn't because I'm there holding it no here. Surprise performance. Let's go. <laughs> and we have pop. Six. Squish. Uh-uh. Cicero. Lipschitz. Pop. Six. Squish. Uh-uh. Cicero. Lipschitz. He had it coming. Which one And we is, do the cell block tango. Which one is Ariana playing in that song? Roxy. None of them. She's watching. That just blew what? my mind. You guys have never seen Chicago in my life. Wait, Wait, what? I've only ever listened to the soundtrack. So, like, 
in my head, I'm just imagining things, you know? First of all, Nerner is in it. And I'm just Connor. Oh, I was like, who's Nerner. Right. Nerner's in it. I just know that. I was like, is that an actress? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've never seen Chicago live or on the television? Mm-mm. With Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. No. And Renee Zellweger. Oh, of course. Didn't she just and win Judy? Oh. She just won an Oscar for that. Also Queen Latifah. Oh. It's <laughs> such a good movie, dude. Wait, Guys, you need to watch, watch that. Anywhere you want. If you need to rent it, I'll Venmo you to rent it. <laughs> Literally, I need you to watch it like today. I'm I'm looking on Letterbox. One second. I guess you can't do it today because you have to edit this. But um, maybe tomorrow. It's so good. It was actually supposed to be my college senior show. Did you know that? And then the tour ended up coming through Charleston. And if the tour is like coming within a certain radius, you can't do the show because mm, of I the see. rights or something. So we ended up doing Rent, which. God, everything happens for a reason. But I was like, I'm going to be Roxy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, Ariana's the lead. Roxy's not in the cell block tango. They are performing it for her. Okay. Fun fact, my former acting teacher, who was Dan Dan Humphrey's mom, the Gossip Girl. Of course. The episode you didn't watch, but I did. Um, (laughs) She is Lipschitz. She's right. l- or she's pop or lip shits. She's in the movie. Mm. She's one of the girls. Nice. Anywho, anywho, anywho. There was one more thing I wanted to talk about before we do our rotations. Um, you were like mid sentence. Well, it's fine. It was a new subject, guys. I think that I have strep. Really? I'm just kind of feeling it. Well, it's also cold. Maybe you're just cold. No, my throat started hurting last night when I was in Are you trying to get out of recording the rest of this podcast? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm monitoring my health situation at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) We are closely (laughs) monitoring the vitals. We need Ellen Pompey. We need Dr. Miranda Bailey. Guys, oh my god. Don't worry. Similarly to how we woke up to incredibly detailed accounts of both King Charles and Kate Middleton's health scares right now. <laughs> um, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. I have to go get I'm not having culture, one I'll right li- now. I'll go on live. <laughs> I'll go on oh live. my God, please. <laughs> please. You know, I'm actually totally fine with those now. I mean, it's been a really long time since I've gotten one, but I'm actually totally fine with them now. I think but I used Caroline, to really not be. I think if Caroline went to go get one tomorrow, it would not be good. It would be totally fine, as I just said, that I'm totally (laughs) fine with them. Okay, so what I want to talk to you about is this tweet I saw. Okay, it says this. Prince Harry and William have a secret three-word code for, quote, times of extreme crisis. What's ours? (laughs) That's exactly what I want to talk about. What the fuck is ours? And I'm wondering, like, should we, like, allow the road warriors to weigh in? Because no, and no, said, no, the whole point is you that hate them. No, the whole point is that it would be secret. <laughs> but what if like we had like also a three word code like for the road war- like in times of extreme crisis for the road warriors? Where like if we get on the story and we just write our three word code, they know like oh my god, the girls are in trouble. 
Let's tr- <laughs> let's true. Let's pick something that don't we would do never anything about it. But let's let's pick something um, we would never say. Um, I hate Taylor Swift. That's four words. Fuck. Mm. Um, Taylor's so annoying. No, you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> you sometimes get annoyed with her. Admit it. Um, so maybe we could say, we could say, no, I don't. We could say like, um, <laughs> I feel ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> no, we can't risk that one. One of us. How about, slip. how about, how about golden cockroach pewter? What was the Two last Two metals one? pewter. Two medals and a bug. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? What? Um, can someone let me in on the freaking joke? <laughs> knock, knock. Can someone let me in on the freaking joke? <laughs> Where did you come up with those words? The dictionary? Um, <laughs> Dude, no, I don't need a dictionary. I have a brain. <laughs> I I know a couple words more than you probably. <laughs> That's so fucked oh up. What that I know more words than you? Guys, you know when you learn a word and then you start like hearing it literally everywhere. Yes. What is that called? It's called something. Someone let us know. I just learned the word kismet. Hmm. I also you just learned, that? learned what it means to call an audible. I'd always heard it, but I was like, what does that actually mean? How do you use that in practice? But I learned. Cool. That's so cool. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do our rotations. I'm so bored. Wait, um, I'll go first. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> what what would the what would the extreme cases of emer- emergency be for our three word code? Well, in what circumstances would we use that? Yeah, we'd limit it only to the. Okay. Um, number one. New Taylor Swift album. Wa- Okay, wait. So we're not we're not like doing negative things. Well, any and all emergencies. It could, oh, it could be. It could be. Okay. Okay. Never okay. So good and bad emergencies. About a month before your wedding, when I had to Facetime, that w- I could have used the three word code then to tell you about Taylor Swift's album that was going to be coming out the night before your <laughs> wedding. Wow! 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 That could have been so bad, you guys. Well, no, we I actually, I actually disagree because I do think that Midnight's is kind of a sad album. I just think that like we weren't go- we weren't in a sad headspace that weekend. I'm not marrying a dope like Joe Alwyn, so we never would have made those connections. <laughs> okay, and that's all, guys. You want to know something? I am <laughs> okay. I'll say it on my bleed. I got my red. Ew. Okay, and <laughs> I hate that. I hate those terms. Okay, I'm surfing the crimson wave. And <laughs> how about that? Um, and I've, I've been a massive biatch, actually. <laughs> um, Phoebe, don't not to you, though. I've been a massive biatch around the house, people, like mostly my husband. <laughs> and um, I got back from teaching tonight, and I was actually in a really bad mood um, and was like, bitching about the way that he picked me up from the house and I was like it smells like something in here did you pick up food he's like no I'm like well it smells like something and then we walk in the house I was like oh my god did you cook 
Like it smells like something is it like burning. Are there some? I mean, something has been burning in this house. And he's like, I don't know. And I walk upstairs, and he literally has like two steaks. And like the table set and Noah Khan is playing and he has wine poured. He's made me steak, asparagus, mashed potatoes. And because he knows I've had a hard day. Wow. You are a Which massive is code for bitch. I was a massive biatch. <laughs> Not a bitch. <laughs> I was a biatch. Um, biatch. So I win. I married the best one. Oh my God. I saw a hilarious video of Nicki Minaj today. It could have been from yesterday. It could have been from 10 years ago. I have no idea. But in it, she says, she like, <laughs> I reposted it. You might have seen it. Well, actually, okay. Is it time for my rotation? Mm-hmm. Okay. So first up on my dream rotation is this video of Nicki Minaj or specifically Nicki Minaj from this video. Okay. And I'm just going to play the first couple seconds of it because that's the, that's where my main focus is. So one second, please. Okay, here we go. Go down and stand up for myself. It's like we've heard about Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj shut down a photo shoot. Oh my god! Everyone's no one wants to work with Nicki Minaj. I'm glad you heard. Now, when I come to a photo shoot, let it be of quality. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad you heard. I'm sorry. The I put my foot down and stand up for myself. It's like. We've heard about Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj shut down a photo shoot. Oh my God! Everyone's no one wants to work with Nicki Minaj. I'm glad you heard. <laughs> she is. I'm so glad funny. you heard. Nicki Minaj. Um, I love her so much. But that her. <laughs> I'm glad you heard. And this is a lesson for my girlies. By the way, guys, I really wasn't expecting all the love for that girl talk episode, but it's been pouring in. So, so glad you guys liked it. And if you haven't heard it, it is on the Patreon for all passenger princesses, the first tier. And uh, we'll probably be making more of them. But anyway, we kind of talk a little bit about like relationship troubles and like advice for all that. But that video is basically about her going to a photo shoot that wasn't up to her standards for whatever reason. And she left and she goes, yeah, because next time I show up, they're going to be ready. Next time I show up, it's going to be of quality because I taught them that I don't allow that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good lesson for everybody. You have to teach people what you will and will not allow in your life. And if you don't teach them that you don't allow it, you're teaching them that you do. So just something to think about, just some food for thought. So that Nicki Minaj is on my rotation. Next on my rotation is Chelsea Handler. Uh, she hosted the Critics' Choice Awards, and I don't know. Did you see any of her? For a second, monologue? I thought you were on Nightmare. I know I'm on Nightmare, but I and not because of the Nikki. This thing. happens just, to me all the time. And I was like, wait, what? I thought that her monologue was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my God, she was great. She played it so well. She goes on and on about how great Barbie was, and she talks specifically about Greta Gerwig, and she says, you know. She's the first female director to do blah, blah, blah. And she, you know, put up this much at the box office. And so that means all those male producers think she might be worth another shot or whatever. And like, it just, it was so good. And then she had another joke later about Robert De Niro and and everybody laughed. And she said, 
thank you for laughing at that joke. My writers wrote it. Yeah, that, the writers I, wrote that it. was and, really good. And she got like a, like a long, 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 long round of applause and cheers. It was just such a subtle job because she was in a relationship with Joe Coy. It's even better. <gasps> it was. You didn't know that? No, I had no idea who that man was. They were in the only, like his one claim to fame is basically that he and Chelsea Handler were in a relationship. Oh yes, I believe God. not too long ago. Yeah. That's Imagine being Joko. I know. So her saying it at all is so funny, but knowing that is even funnier because she's also like roasting her ex who everybody hates. How fun is that? So fun. And how fun is it to be cheered on by the hottest, richest, most famous people in the world as you just shit on your ex? Dreams. That's my dream. Anyway, yeah. So Chelsea Handler, she is, she is on my dream rotation. And then finally, I, I'm gonna put Renee Rapp. I was, I was going between her and someone else. Um, I'll save the other person for next week. It's just too timely. But Renee Rapp, you are on my dream rotation. I. I've been critical of you in the past, um, but like it's out of love. It really is hard on you because I love you. That's an abusive thing to say. If someone says that to you, it's not really that nice. Um, but I I really have no notes for She's her performance be on Regina. SNL this weekend with Jacob Valority. Uh, yay, I'm pumped. You, you should go watch I, the first promo. It. So I'm so I think Jacob Lordy's gonna do great. And not that I didn't think I he think would go, so but too. like sometimes when you see a host of someone you love, you're like nervous. And then yeah. the promo makes you more nervous because you're like, Why are you being so awkward? But mm -hmm. this one, you have to go watch it. It's so good. Oh, I can't wait, I will. Okay, that's my rotation. Sorry. Yeah, take your time, take your time. I know it's a tough act to follow. Uh first up is tags. I hate tags. On clothes, on blankets, I don't need one on there. And I don't. Mean I know. Like, I don't mean tags at the store that you have to scan the thing. I mean, my mom got me this couch cover, and there is a tag that isn't one of the ones that just rips off on it, so you can see it. I'm pissed about it, and I even if I cut it off, it's you're still gonna be able to see yeah. what is sewn onto the thing. So fucking annoying. Next, <laughs> commercials with a jingle in it that they've, oh my, I'm seething thinking about it. I'm looking at you fucking colonoscopy, what's it called? Colaguard. Terrible. CVS has got one too. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear wow. bad singers rapping and singing about your products. Burger King? Education connection. No, 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 no. She's an exception. And you know she is, so okay. that was actually very rude and out of place. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. No, but I'm not. I'm not talking about that. It's not those things. Like get to know Molino, O'Reilly's. Those are jingles. I'm talking about an entire commercial where these actors are having to sing and perform badly, oh. and it's written about the product. Never forget I don't the commercial. I came so close to booking. That was exactly that. They wanted a, a waitress who could sing. And they gave me a song. 
Oh, I do not remember what it was. Um, it was to the tune of an actual song, but they changed the words to be about these frozen potatoes. It was like this Canadian. It was going to be like a national Canadian commercial. So I don't even think it would have played here. And I literally went to Cafe Io. I was like, I need to borrow a, a server's thing. And I, an apron, and I like take it back to my old apartment and film this in my little kitchen. And I like did spins. They wanted me to like sing into like tongs and spatulas. And, and I did that and I did that and I got called back and I had to do it again multiple times. And then I got a call being like, yeah, I really, really thought they were going to go with you. But last minute, uh, someone else. I was like, perfect. Do you know how embarrassing it is to do things like this and not get the draw? <laughs> it's like that dr- <laughs> the John Mulaney monologue from a couple weeks ago where he explains. He was like, just so you guys get the sense that I am one of you. Uh, here's an, e- an actual email that I was sent last month from my agent. And he reads oh my God. it. And he reads the whole thing. And he's like, it's for this project. And if you feel called to it, um, there are some sides. There's actually not a script yet, but there are some sides down here. And if you resonate with the part, um, please put yourself on tape and send in for the role of young cop. And then he goes, and you might be asking. And yes, <laughs> I did put myself on tape and I did <laughs> breed for the role. And no, I did not get it. So just so you know, we're all kind of on the same, <laughs> we're all kind of in the same game here. I am one oh of Oh my you. God. Um, but it I is mean, crazy yeah. to me that John Mulaney's still, g- like, he's John Mulaney now. He's just getting yeah. emails for a young cop. That is kind of crazy. Especially because, I mean, it's not even about, like, his talent or anything. I just mean, like, in terms of. His name, like he, he, if it's supposed to be like a, a, like just like a random extra role like that. Well, it's would, yeah, no, it's weird that he even be like a celebrity like that to be that. Part? Yeah, it's weird he even got that casting call. I wonder what it was for. It was for um, a Maggie Gyllenhaal project with uh, Christian. Maybe Bale. there was like more to it. I mean, I'm sure that the it was like a bigger than. It was so funny. That was. You should go it was watch probably it. had a name, and the description was like. A young cop in town, like, you know. Maybe. Uh, last is Hits One Radio. I was, I got in the car a uh, couple weeks ago, and I was like, you know, I listen to, like, pop music. I didn't really want to plug my phone in, and I didn't like the channels. So I thought, I'll turn on Hits One. Surely it'll be, like, Olivia Rodrigo or someone I know. And the person playing was a boy named crash adam oh yeah you wrote something and you wrote this in the note and i was like is she drunk what is she talking about that's not real yeah because i'm, his name I'm is about crash. to be proven wrong his yeah name is but i'm okay guess i'm having twins a girl and a boy one of them is named demetria zelina d'angelis <laughs> the other is named crash bandicoot d'angelis <laughs> from the video game and apparently this singer yeah and it wasn't good either so there's that. Oh. I was like, surely it'll be like Tate McRae, Olivia Rodrigo, these these young artists that I know. Never heard a crash out of. When you're a man, you don't have to be good. Do I have a deviated septum? What's wrong with my nose? What do you mean? Do you see how one nostril's like weird looking? I think it's your the highlighter looks a little bit off center. No, it's not that. It's that this nostril is like a different shape than this one. 
But I wonder if the light's making it look like that. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. Um, great rotation. Loved it. <clears throat> I'm about to rock your world. I already recorded my recap. Oh, that's such a win. I know. Are you so pumped? So yeah. we can go right freaking into the app. Uh, okay. God, is there anything worse than the metronome in GarageBand? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, guys, we are going to take it back for the recap. I'm going to start with Spencer, girl Spence. So we get a little flashback in the recap to when she met Grunwald and asked about the phone and the sorority house. And Grunwald was like, I can't help you. Like when Spencer went to Ravenswood with Toby, you, you're following me. So we get a flashback to that. So I guess that's going to be important. I guess we're going to see blue eyes. Um, she also tells the girls about Toby's mom because they basically confront her and they're like, you don't get to just like keep a massive secret. We've all had shit happen to us. We've all put our lives in danger. So like Toby's, you're not special is basically what they're saying. So she's like, okay, fine. You got me. And she tells them about Toby's mom and Toby gets really fucking mad at her for doing that. And he goes and tries to break into Dr. Palmer's car anyway. Like, that was the whole point. She was trying to not get him to do that. She was trying to get him to not do that. But uh, he was just like so obsessed with the prize of information about his mother. And anyway, he fell right into Ace trap. Okay. Moving along to Aria. Aria for me is in her redemption era at this time because she is being a normal high school girl. And I can handle a normal high school girl, okay? So just let the record show that at this point in time, prior to this coming episode, I'm okay with her, okay? She and I are okay. We're not, we're okay. Anyway, so she's dating Jake, the karate kid. And they go to the hoedown together, and it turns out he's not just a karate kid, but he is a freaking hoedown bro down if you know what I'm saying he also goes up to Ezra and he's like you need to let Arya go why are you fucking chaperoning when you don't have to it's because you're obsessed with watching me with your bitch in so many words that's what he says um but Ezra has been trying to contact Arya because we found out that Malcolm's not his kiddo and so Malcolm and Maggie are not in the picture anymore and Ezra wants to let Arya know this but Arya's been ignoring his calls like a good part, like a normal girl. But Emily's like, Arya, let's go. Let's go back to that problematic girl that I that I started the show with. I don't know what is going through my head right now. Phoebe's not on the Zoom, so I'm just like gab, gab, gabbing. I have nobody to reel me in, and that's troublesome. Um, this is why we don't do solo episode. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Emily's like, you should talk to Ezra. And so she's going to. And at the end of the episode, they have a little reconciliation. And we see Cece Drake listening at the door of Ezra's apartment. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Okay. We then have Hannah. Um, okay. Vivi is no longer representing Ashley. So she currently has no lawyers. And Hannah, ne Hannah needs money to hire a new lawyer because she needs a really good one. And so here's where we get Travis or Buzzcut Boy is what we called him last week. Um... He has been <laughs> not a thought in anybody's head until this very moment, but he's suddenly extremely important. He works at the garage nearby, and he was actually there the night Wilden was killed, and he saw Ashley leave B 
before the gunshots and before Wilden was killed. And then I believe he was paid off. So he ends up giving that money to Hannah so she can get a lawyer for her mom. And he tells Lieutenant Butterscotch what he saw. So it looks like things might be looking up for Ashley. Um, and Mona has confessed to killing Wilden. So she's currently in Radley. And she's making us question where Ren's loyalty lies. Emily and Paige are just hot and cold, hot and cold with Stanford looming um, and the, you know, darkness of not being able to swim and therefore not being together. But they do go to the hoedown together. And so they're they're trying to make it work. They're trying to enjoy the time they got live in the mom, you know, um, Emily is currently sleeping in her other ex-girlfriend's room, Allison De Laurentiis, and <laughs> she and Jessica D, Jess D, find remnants of an air layer in the basement. So Emily brings the girlies over and they're like investigating. And while they're down there, they notice there are some holes in the floor. So A was like spying up through the floor, which is bizarre. Um, and we see that Redcoat has gotten into the house and she sticks crochet needles through the holes and almost gouges Arya's eyes out. So... We know that Shauna and Jenna have some sort of relationship, but it's really not clear like what it is at this time. We haven't really seen Jenna in a sec, but uh, Shauna does tell Spencer that Jenna is afraid of Cece Drake and Cece's really becoming like big time person of interest. And um, yeah, the episode closes with her like listening in, in a red coat and we get her face. And so seems like something's coming, something big. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Let's get into the episode. Just a little reminder before we get started, Caroline. Hope anchors the soul. Guys, we're almost Hope done with it. Hope anchors the soul. We're actually whoa, whoa, like kind of whoa. entering like a new era for me in terms of like note taking. Once this notebook's filled up, first of all, got new headphones, which is big for Caroline's eyes and my ears. Humongous. And also this uh, journal that I was gifted in fourth grade is almost <laughs> filled up. That's Phoebe's like, what? How do you know more words than me? I'm like, do you know how many journals I filled up since fourth grade? No, and I. This is the first one. That's bullshit. And you know, you it. haven't had that many thoughts. I've had a lot of journals. Oh, oh, you mean all the ones with your songs? <laughs> and oh, do you thoughts. mean you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of those as songbooks. Uh, one might call them I was referring to those as albums. Great American songbooks. Great American songbooks. Oh Aria's Aria's songwriting journal had like a handmade sticker on the front that said "Great American Songbook." Oh my god! Gag um, me. Speaking of which, this is kind of jumping ahead in the episode. But what do you think Aria's autobiographical sonnet sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, if anybody can write me. Chat GPT. <laughs> Write me an autobiographical sonnet about Aria Montgomery, written by Aria Montgomery. Could you imagine? Can oh someone do that? Can someone do that? Please. Um, I want to start by saying though, in the up, work Hannah. Hannah looks fierce. Yeah, she looks Hannah good. has like a different hairdo and mm-hmm. her makeup looks she's just looking beautiful. She's glowing, in fact. Um we are, this episode. We are entering peak storylines, I think. Like, we are getting into some territory that is so iconic, so great. Well, 
Yes, yes, we are. I'm and so it's excited. truly. I have. I. I don't have a clue what happens next. Thank like God, please a clue. Avoid spoilers as much as you freaking can. I'm. Tr- I mean, there are so many things that I know, but it's like I don't know how we get there, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So all the girls are at Spencer's house, and we're learning that Ashley is gonna have to go do like a. Travis is going to identify her in a line of women and she has to go and Hannah doesn't understand why. And Aria does something kind of questioning. She's like, I don't know why you're questioning it. He's really cute and a good dancer. Hey, Aria, you literally both have boyfriends. Well, we'll learn later in this episode. Aria literally doesn't think she has a boyfriend. (laughs) I know Aria has actually multiple boyfriends. So she really shouldn't be. But I'm like, are you suggesting Hannah should like go like spend more what are, he's like she really and Caleb cute. didn't break up yeah like huh i don't know i just thought it was a bizarre little moment um and a package is delivered and what's <laughs> in it but four oh, magic eight balls this is just like so much effort a, a is have super in their speed. diy era a has to be the <laughs> oh, fastest you're right. human on earth because there are no, and that's a trend in this episode, episode <laughs> where like there's something delivered to a house and like something's delivered to Hannah's house and she's there within like two seconds of the door ringing and there's no one, no one there. Well, there are also multiple times where like somebody falls on the ground and the girls are two feet away and then the person is just suddenly vanished and they didn't see nor hear a thing. Well, that's also so giving a, the girls what? are stupid. It, it, I know. Yeah. I'm troubled by it. I'm troubled by it. So I think the, the girls might be like slower to get to the door than we think. I think we're giving them too much maybe. credit. The magic eight balls um, have a message in them and each one says something different. And basically it says, if she goes free, you'll hear from me. A. So they're Kisses. saying if a. Ashley walks, I talk to you. Guys. Yes. And they, I think, at this point have, like, decided that Cece is definitely the one behind all of this. Yeah, because like, they're showing a, um... Oh, they haven't showed it yet. Never mind. Um, and Spencer has this insane line, only made better by her delivery of it. She goes, they're like, okay, so if Hannah's mom gets off, Cece's coming for us. And Spencer goes, or did she just declare World War A? <laughs> She says it as if she is in the movie Oppenheimer, like delivering the news that they've created the hydrogen bomb. Like <laughs> I imagine me and Troyan, who is the best actress on the show, getting these lines in her script. I mean, she's like, I'm doing everything I can to just make a freaking meal out of this. But if you ABC work families with me. had been if ABC families, if ABC family had been given the same like reference i don't know that's the wrong word as abc troyan would have been the katherine heigl in terms of getting the emmy nomination yeah i agree totally and and let me say it i still think she like if we can give retroactive emmys i think troyan's up for it i i think she's great um but it just (laughs) like it's it's actually one of those moments where though i don't think troyan is i'm like okay a little much <laughs> yeah or did she just declare world war a she was just, just reading, so it, reading it as as though 
Emily Fields was saying it. Yes. Okay, Travis, Buzzcut Boy is like being kind of a baby. I agree. I'm I just like the same thing. Okay. Like also, I'm so sick of people just just making life a little bit more complicated and then being like, I changed my mind. Like <laughs> I want to give up people changing their minds. I'm also like at this point, for you, don't Lent. Change, you don't get to change your mind anymore for Lent. No. And I need people to understand that there does come a point in essentially any situation where you literally have to stop changing your mind. Like you have to stop. And I just am throwing that out there and okay, well, let's continue. If, if that spoke to you, then it was for you. Okay. Mm. So Travis has to identify. He's at the police station. He has to identify who he saw leaving the scene before How the shots were fired. How do find these people for a lineup? Have you ever thought about that? They're not all just criminals that they find. No, I know. I was thinking. They're like, okay, look for every like, like medium, hot, uh, middle-aged woman with like red Whoa. or brown hair who's Caroline, dressed like Caroline. she... Caroline thinks Ashley is only medium hot. No, I think that the other girls are medium hot. Okay. But yeah, it looks like she dresses from like Express. Yeah, she dresses like the secretary of the boss in an early 2000s rom-com. Yeah, exactly. That's how she dresses. Okay, so Um, if you can find a bunch of that woman. And so then literally... He's watching and Ashley steps forward second person and he goes, I'm not sure I can do this. <laughs> well, now you have to. Yeah, you don't. They're all here. You don't, It's going to take you two you seconds went to, to you go, shit. Everyone, all this trouble and you're just going to back out. What are you scared of? It's a bunch of freaking women. What are <laughs> they going to do? Paint their nails at you? <laughs> <laughs> it's about I all they're know. freaking capable of. They're <laughs> <laughs> braiding hair at it. Oh my god! Uh, then we go so to Rosewood High School. Am I in, in an alternate world? dimension? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel because that's what Spencer's thinking what? in this episode. You know, you know what Ezra Fitz is thinking. He's thinking he's walking on air. This and is honestly this you might is think, him walking on air. You might think at this point in the episode that he is crazy for thinking that, and then you see how Arya behaves in like twenty minutes, and you're like, oh, no, he just well, knows, also he just knows his girl. Arya is dressed like it's Valentine's Day, and she's in first grade, and she can't fucking wait for the party. I know, like pink is her color. This isn't the last time she wears pink this episode. But she, like, never wears this shit. She's wearing, no. like, a pink and white, like, a pastel pink and white striped dress with a white, like, cardigan over top with pink on it. And, like, a pink, like, fucking headband. And she's, and like, got a ponytail. She looks like a little Bo Peep. It's it's bizarre. I know. It's very So weird. Ezra is, like, talking about Shakespeare and love at first sight and, like, staring right at Arya. And for a second, I truly forgot that Jake existed because I was like, oh, did I? They must be back together <laughs> because of the way they're acting. He says uh, uh, something. He says something about love at first sight, and then we get this pan over to Spencer looking between them, and she's like, "You gotta yeah. be fucking." She is. She's thinking everything we're saying. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Yes. And then he it goes, gets worse. "The love between these two is a force of nature. Something that uh, can reunite countries." 
Okay, Ezra, well, do you think hey. your love with a 16-year-old is going to reunite countries? <laughs> reunite countries? Yeah, it might reunite countries in terms of everybody will agree that it's, like, fucked up. <laughs> and so it, we, we, they all agreed for the first time in, in history. Literally. And then the bell rings and Arya is about to go to her next class because she's a student. And Ezra says, hey, <laughs> hey, Arya, can we talk for a second? And she says, yeah. Miss Montgomery, Miss Montgomery. And then he says, like, as the, there could still be students in the room. He, he hasn't even freaking checked. And he goes, hey, thanks for coming over last night. <laughs> I really, I really, I, I wanted to call you, but I didn't know how. Yeah, he goes, I really needed you. I just didn't know how to ask. And she goes, well, I am so happy that we are friends. And <laughs> she walks right out. <laughs> she just quickly good. friend zones him. Yeah. And I'm impressed. And and then she leaves his classroom and gets a call from Jake. This and is, I'm just like, so I'm sorry. Aria is, Aria is peak intolerable in this episode. Like, actually peak. And I'm I so couldn't believe my Jake. ears. Jake is so, he's us. <laughs> Jake is so normal. Yeah. Jake is she, so not annoying. First, she like contemplates whether she's going to answer this call from Jake. And then she does pick it up. And she's, she's like, so hey, happy. Are we still on Hi. <laughs> I was thinking we could go to the brew. There's a poet reading tonight. They're saying he's a contemporary Poe. A modern day Poe. And then she's and then we don't hear Jake's response. We just see her face fall. <laughs> we just see like her eyes well. And she goes, Oh, uh, oh no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dinner in a movie sounds great. Dinner in a movie. <laughs> I was like thinking that he was gonna be like I can't like hang out. Mm-hmm. Not that he was get that like that reaction was because he suggested something else. I am and I mean I'm totally team him, but I She's am like this early, this early in the relationship, Jake. You're saying no, I, I actually don't want to do that. <laughs> well, imagine how I mean he's had enough. <laughs> he's like okay, okay, I can't fucking keep doing. It. I like Can you. Watch, You're like, hot, Iron but Man? like. I've yeah. Can we see a Marvel movie, please? Um, okay, <laughs> so hurts. we go, <laughs> and it's not from all the karate. <laughs> so we're back at the police station, and Caleb and Hannah are canoodling like, like they're like, not in the middle like, of a police station. Like the couple in line at the amusement park touching foreheads, precisely. And Ashley, like, calls Caleb over, and she, like, they have a sweet moment where she thanks him for taking care of Hannah. And Caleb says something so, 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 so sweet. And it's, like, I wish I didn't just know what was coming. And I'm, like, you're a liar. But he goes, Hannah never settles. When she goes after something, she's fearless. Now I know where she gets that. Oh, oh my God. What a nice thing for you to say. And then she goes, you know what, Caleb? Call me Ashley. And then we find out that the charges are dropped, you guys. I guess Buzzcut Boy Let's fucking go. figured it out. Like, took a deep breath and figured it out. And so she is free to go. Then we have a nothing burger of a scene. Emily and Paige are walking outside. A what? A nothing burger of a scene. What the fuck is a nothing burger? That's something you've said before. I have... Okay, <laughs> Okay, take it back. <laughs> that that yes, has I never just, come no, no, out no, no, of my stop. mouth. <laughs> you cannot be serious right now. No, no, no. Oh, I'm dead. Fucking you. Are you pranking me? I don't. I hate when you fucking do this. I talk about it in therapy. Don't gaslight me, Phoebe. Don't 
<laughs> don't. This is not going to be like when you wouldn't admit that I kicked higher than you. <laughs> and you knew okay. I did the whole time. Also, way to weaponize that real quick. Well, did you do it or what? <laughs> I thought you'd, you've said that before. Said what? No, I. I you were gaslighting no, me. No, 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 no. I have never. Would you really think if that was something I said, I wouldn't realize it right now? <laughs> where have I heard I'm causing it? a scene. You think I wouldn't remember? <laughs> then where have I heard it? What? Then where have I heard it? <laughs> Am I, I the only person you talk to? <laughs> I don't know. Then Go where have I heard it? If not you. <laughs> Maybe one of the real houses of Salt Lake, your it other friends. Felt like it <laughs> Maybe you, Jen Shaw. No, but actually, though, because I've been living in Bowling Green for the last three and a half <laughs> days talking to uh, zero people. Um, <laughs> they really are. Me talking back You're to not them on the screen. Yeah, but like... But, like, don't change the subject. Why the fuck would you think I've ever said that? Because I just really do feel like you have. Nothing burger? Yeah. And so but, and so you heard... You, you <laughs> hypothetically heard me say that. And you were like, oh, I'm stealing that. I'm adding that to my, my book of jargon. That's, I think that's a saying. <laughs> okay, guys. Weigh in. Weigh in now. <laughs> Have you ever heard nothing oh burger? Anthony, Anthony just said it. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony said nothing burger. But the fuck out. <laughs> what? Just, Stop, Anthony. In the loud girls group chat, nothing burger, everyone says. <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> now that we cleared that up, I've never said that in my life, but somebody else has. Anyway, uh, it's we're a nothing burger of a scene. With Pemily. We're hanging out with Pamela. Can I just say, I love that I watched <laughs> you furiously texting Anthony after he said the thing about bullying. And then I see the texts come in from him saying, well, not bullying. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. He just, he oh, just realized that he's wrong. Oh, for sure. He realized he was wrong on his own. Right? <laughs> Okay, fine. You want to know what I said? <laughs> yeah. You want to know what I said? <laughs> I want to hear it. And he said, ha, 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 I'm joking. Annoying. And I said, it perpetuates the narrative. Because it's true. Oh, you botched it. Oh, my God. Stop. Everyone's ganging up on me. And I'm on my crimson wave. I'm serving the crimson <laughs> wave. So I could start crying. <laughs> Please you don't, don't know what I am capable. I literally don't know what I'm capable of, and neither do I. That is true. <laughs> and neither do I. Pemily, just move on. Paige is like, um, I mean, like, I'm happy for Hannah's mom and all, but, like, I'm worried about you. She's like, it just kind of sucks because, like, Hannah's mom's out of jail. So that <laughs> means you're probably going down. And it's like, Paige, <laughs> I miss the days when you didn't know a thing about A. I know. And Emily's like has to it's just annoying that these girls have to reassure their partners. Like it's just so like and they don't have like, time to be doing this. No, they to make don't. you feel better. And also it's not really your problem. I know you like no. love them or whatever, but you guys are like sixteen, so get over yeah, it. Yeah, like they're asking you to butt out, like go to your homework. Um <laughs> Emily's like, look, I think stuff to do. <laughs> they definitely have like projects. Um 
Emily's like, no, I think we're close to like putting an end to everything. And Paige is like, you know what? I want you to come stay at my house instead. Ugh. Okay, why didn't you suggest that before she already moved twice? Yeah, that's actually a good to point. the motel. Remember, remember then when to the car house? crashed through her entire yeah, house? Yeah, why didn't you offer it at that moment? All right, and then we go to the Hastings Castle, and Spencer is called Toby eight million times, and he can has I an ask answer. a question? What Spencer? Did you buy your parents out, and you're the only one who lives in this house? Why are the magic eight balls sitting open on the kitchen counter while you've just been at school? Good question. We just saw you at school, and you just left those out. Maybe Vivi all day. Was like I got Ashley out of jail. I'm taking a vacay to go I see mean, my favorite daughter, Melissa, in London. Yeah, but Vivi didn't get her out of jail. Vivi's not her lawyer anymore. Yeah, but so you know Vivi's, Vivi's not even look, working. You know Vivi's looking at it like that. I don't know, um, but Toby's still ignoring Spencer. Ashley Marin said. I'm not even going to be off house arrest for 24 hours before I get laid. Okay. So she's going on a date with Pastor Ted and she looks HOT and the girls are all standing at the bottom of the steps. Like she is a freshman in high school coming down for a homecoming. Like they're like, Oh my it's God. Honestly, it's shot like the scene when Quinn Fabre comes down the spiral staircase in the Fabre household and Finn is at the bottom of the stairs watching mm. her come down. And I think yep. even Rachel is behind her in the scene or something like that. Anyway, it's shot like that. And then Hannah says, Ted may have the patience of a saint, but he's still a man. <laughs> okay. Right. And every girl simultaneously like winks at her and they're like, go get it. And then um, why is all this food at the Marin house? Do people bring this? this? Is like, one because of my they're favorite line deliveries. Sh- they shut the door and Hannah goes, okay, let's get to work. And at first, I think <laughs> it's going to be a moment where like they walk in and there's like a map of like, Rosewood it's like a situation like, room. Here's where we're going to go find CC. No, they're going to get to work on the mounds of food that have been, <laughs> uh, but I'm gosh. also wondering, I'm wondering if all these people brought food, like where have you been though? Yeah. When like, like I feel like they've been on an island where it's just the two Marin girls like fending for themselves. I, know, hey, like I didn't know we had all they these friends. They probably used this when like Hannah was here alone and her mom was in jail. Yeah. And also when her mom was home on house arrest. Yeah. Like she's going to go out to eat now, you guys. Like right. don't get, send her gift cards. Thanks. Um, um, and then like clockwork, we got another rings. A package. This one is a lot more um, morbid. Then I'd say, frankly, I'd say. much of anything we've gotten before. I agree. I agree. This this was like kind of a new level. Um, I don't know why the girls keep carrying it around like it's a Cabbage Patch Kid. It's like everywhere with them. And I, this, in this episode, it's um, so funny. Arya's like, we shouldn't open it. And Spencer has a really good line. She goes, we can't win the game if we don't know what it is. I'm like, that is so me. <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. There's always a game. They open it, and Emily goes, oh, my God. Is that a kid coffin? <laughs> and at first she I can lo- identify I was, it immediately. I was looking down at my notes, and I, I've seen the episode a million times, but I was, like, not picturing it. And I was like, wait. No way. <laughs> so it fully <laughs> you is a kid. always do that. It fully is a kid coffin. It is. And they open it up, and there's, like, an American Girl doll, and it's... It's Molly. Like, it's Mona. And I'm like... I don't know if I'm immediately like that's Mona because it's Molly, <laughs> the American girl, go- American girl, American girl doll. Yeah. And they did 
Mona dirty. They like did like a nerdy ass Mona. They yeah, didn't do like Mona today, which is so the fact that a like only really sees Mona as that girl is just an even deeper dig than just bullying yeah. Mona. Only ever depicting her as the nerdy girl is yeah kind of a serve in a mean way. So then they all get an A text and it says. Hannah wins, so Mona loses. Find her before something, or they'll think you killed her. Find her before the cops, or they'll think you killed her. Yeah, so Hannah immediately is calling Radley because she's like, well, of course, I know where Mona is. And as she's calling Radley, a sketch of Cece shows up on the TV, um, and she is now a prime suspect in Wilden's murder. So Cece really, like, came back with a vengeance onto our screens yeah. um and we find out mona's no longer a patient at radley which is deeply concerning after again the kid coffin um so spencer goes well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go make a house call to dr wren because he's privileged because anna says it's privileged information and that rolled yeah. right off spencer's tongue what a line and then it, it sure did and then Hannah's like, I'm going to find Mona. And Caleb is annoyed by that. Whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Arya's like, I'll cancel with Jake so that I can help. And Hannah goes, no. You need to keep Jet Li as close as possible. <laughs> talking about Jake. <laughs> she is so funny. It's just hilarious. Like, because the thing is, like, it's serious. Like, no, like, for real. And thank God she has. And really came in handy later. Would not be as funny as they are if Ashley Benson wasn't the one saying them. So Ren just got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> What's going on? Spencer shows up at his house and looks through the window and it's completely abandoned like tumbleweed vibes. I thought that was Mona's house. No, because she's isn't she going to make a house called a Dr. Ren? She is. I don't know why I thought I think that it's the same house though. That's on them. No, because then later they go to Mona's house and it's, like, gated. But it, the house looks the same. No, we don't see the house. We just see, like, the driveway gate. Out front, Spencer sees Jenna's car, the Mustang, and then we get, like, a glimpse of Shauna hiding in the window of the house. Um, <laughs> Emily and Paige show up at a French club party. This girl... Why, I would have been so done with her so fast. But also, why do they have beef immediately? Like, Paige, did you and her, like, date or something? They walk it does. in. And Jackie, I mean, I this girl, goes, you guys have the wrong room. This is the French club. You know, though, Fee, I think we need to take a step back because is it really that unusual that somebody might have beef with Paige McCullers. <laughs> I guess that's true. Like, uh, if she tried to drown her literal girlfriend, imagine what she did to Jackie. That's true. Like, who but knows? It seems like she hates Emily too. Like, it's kind of giving the same energy yeah. as when we met Shauna initially, and Shauna hated Emily because she maybe Emily Paige gives off a, weird vibes. Paige is actually a freaking hot commodity. In case you hadn't heard, <laughs> everybody Insane. wants her. Um. This girl, Jackie, will not speak to them in English because the party's all French. And they're like, okay, well, have you seen Mona? And they, like, won't, she won't respond. So Emily gets, like, a translator out. And I'm like, really? At th you really can't just answer in English, dude, for real? They'd be gone already. And so we, yeah. So ultimately, she does. We find out Mona called Jackie this morning. She was on the way home from her court-appointed time out. 
And she was actually supposed to be at the French party because it's actually a welcome back party for Mona. So it's very concerning that she wouldn't be there. So they really think like something must have happened to her. And we have a scene of Toby and he's just looking through a box Ugh. of stuff uh, from when his mom was alive, which is pretty he's devastating. crying like a little bitch. And he's still ignoring Spencer. And then he walks down to the brew from his loft and sees Shauna there like cleaning up a bunch of papers. And then she leaves and he picks up one of the pieces of paper and it looks like she's like sending a package or sending something to Ren and Melissa. Yeah, it's like addressed to Ren and then it says courtesy of Melissa Hastings, which is bizarre. So that is what finally gets Toby to call Spencer. So then we have our Spoby reunion and they're trying to figure out like what the connection is between Shauna and Ren and our Melissa and Ren getting back together. And Spencer's like, I just like, why would they keep that a secret? <laughs> and, and Toby's goes, like, uh, friend, that's why the fact that we're referring to Ren as Spencer's ex-boyfriend when he's literally Melissa's ex-fiance is literally crazy. I'm so not acknowledging crazy. him as Spencer's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. And then they get into a fight about like the whole situation with him looking for stuff for his mom. And he says, you know, whenever I used to get upset, I'd run away. But this time. I stayed. Don't you think that means something? I stayed for you. And Spencer's like, whatever, I'm going to sneeze. While she's sneezing, I'm going to talk about this next scene because I'm obsessed with Jake. I'm so team Jake. Um, Aria is forcing him, essentially gun to his head to watch more noir. And he is fully asleep as she's chewing kettle corn with a vengeance, you guys. It sounds like hell on earth. And... She's like, oh, my God, you've got to take this away from me. You literally, Jake, seriously. And she looks over and he's asleep and she is surprised. And it's like, well, you've been sitting next to him. <laughs> You're, she's been you, so enthralled in the film. Right, right, um, right. Wow. This is exactly Crazy. who Arya needed to date, though, is someone who, like, wasn't interested in everything she's interested in. He mm -hmm. came over and was like, can you please put Step Up on? I'm really good at it. <laughs> exactly. And she was like, no, we're going to watch this. Um, but he's like, I'm so tired. And so he ends up leaving. And, and she like, thinks when he wakes up, like they're going to like make out or something. She's like, hi. And then he's yeah. like, I didn't even head out. Oh my I God. Know. I die. Oh my God. I would, I would. After he left, I would be like, okay, we're broken up. Which I guess I know. Is exactly I would literally like, well, yeah, she, I think so. He's basically shot her down twice in one day, but it's like, Arya, if you were a little bit more, more like normal. palatable, more tolerable, like this, you wouldn't be in this situation. So we have Caleb and Hannah doing a stakeout at Mona's house. And um, Caleb's like just trying to convince Hannah that if Mona is really in trouble, it's not her fault. But she's really wanting to take ownership yeah. of that. He really um, thinks that this is Mona's in on this setup and like, yeah. He just is never going to fully trust Mona. Mm -mm, which, like, makes sense. Yeah. Um, Paige and Emily are at Paige's house, and, like, her dad calls up that they have to keep the door open. And Emily just, like, cannot sit still. She's so stressed, restless. She's worried about Mona. And this is so funny. Paige, Paige is like, I can't understand why you would worry about Mona. She tried to kill you. So did you, Paige. <laughs> like... She, that doesn't Let's make her clear. any different than you. Let's be clear. Uh, yeah. 
really like tired of them. Then we go to the brew. Aria was trying to catch <laughs> the end of the poet's set. Um, oh my god! And she runs into Z. And they have the most writer conversation you can Dude, ever imagine. Dude, this is like, this is like what I thought was happening with me and Ian, that guy. Oh my god! And Ian, who Harding, asked me what my name. favorite word was? was Hello. Oh my god! Maybe, maybe he was going to school. At the time. Maybe, maybe. Um, and she's like, "How was it?" And he goes, "You know, it was intense." And then they're like <laughs> talking about writing, and he they're talking about one of her stories. He, he s- literally poems. says, "You know." Oh, sorry. I didn't know if you were going to explain that. Yeah. He was like talking about one of the poems the guy read reminded him of the story. And he said, you know, I always thought that that was about Allie. And then Aria says, yeah, I I guess it was. I just didn't know it when I was writing it. Yeah. You were so fucking annoying. He's like that short story you wrote about a cat called Lost But Found. (laughs) <laughs> it was so honest. Lost Ugh. but found. I Hello? wow, that's that profound. That was the name of one of my poems profound. in fourth grade. For a I have no doubt. I, it's just the craziest shit. It's like wow. Okay, you know what? You two really do deserve each other. This is so hard to watch. Um, my dream for them is that they have a kid who. Is actually okay. So you want them to be together? No, I'm just saying if they are, if they have to end up together, they have a kid who is actually so gifted at writing that they like get published and win awards and like. And it turns out Ezra is like not. They like don't speak to their kid anymore. Yeah, because they're because they're just so jealous. (laughs) They can't handle it. Also, sorry. I know it seems like I keep like interrupting you and cutting you off, but it's this lag where like I'm really noticing it. Um, so I'm um, sorry if it feels like that, but we then get this weird montage of just like all the couples, all the couples. falling asleep together and like cuddling together. So whatever. Emily and Paige and are watching noir now, which I find yeah. weird. Why aren't they watching like fucking like contagious. I don't know Soul Surfer? Well, she's like uh, the only thing that can put Emily to sleep. Oh, the right. only thing <laughs> that could bore her literally to sleep when and she's this restless. Toby and Spencer are just sitting like what is so weird when they have these montages and they show someone in the Hastings house sitting on that specific couch is like there's not a TV above the mantle. I know they're literally just sitting sitting there there watching the fire. Mm -hmm. And it's not they're they're in a little house on the prairie and Spencer's not asleep. So it's not like Mm -mm. it's so bizarre to me. And they're like mad at each other. Yeah. They're like sitting there just like pissed. (laughs) And then the most insane thing of all, Arya and Ezra just can't stop talking about annoying, insufferable things. And in the middle of the conversation, she reaches across, grabs his face and kisses him like deeply. And then she just completely goes back to normal, keeps talking. They don't acknowledge it. That was huh? so crazy. Um, and and Cece is like watching. That is that, yeah, Redcoat is watching. Then we go to the Hastings castle again and Arya's in pink again. She's just like has hard eyes. Um, of course, we get another package and it's massive. Spencer oh like lugging this in. We get some intense Spencer lore here because she <laughs> opens it up. And um, first of all, guys, the, the coffin is just there open. It's just, they just I, I, that's what I was going to say. It, it just like is around. I'm like, what if Hannah and her? I was like, ah! like also, she didn't put Hannah, it there. That was at your house. You brought it all the way over here. 
That's leave it what open? I'm saying. It's so crazy. What are we? And then they open this package, and Spencer immediately knows what it is. She knows that it's a magic act, and she opens it up. And I don't actually remember what the A message said. Did you? It says, "Watch me make a girl disappear." Kisses A. And then they're like, "How did you know, Spencer, that that was a magic trick?" And then we find out that Spencer won first prize for her magic act at performing arts camp. <laughs> Spencer I wrote had Spencer no shut up. Spencer had no friends at that camp. She was the girl who None. would like show up to all the like social activities that weren't necessarily mandatory at the end of the night, but she'd show up alone and like Wear do the wearing something. Like, Full yeah. out. She'd do everything full out, but had no friends. She's wearing something like what she's wearing in this scene, which is a shirt with a bunch of keys all over it. I'm like, yeah, it's the most Spencer Hastings shirt I've ever seen. And I, she's just like is spewing facts about like magicians and shit. And Hannah's trying yeah. to figure out how to like do what Spencer did with the box and she can't. And Spencer's thrilled. And then we have a shot of the boys club outside the Vanderwall Manor. And um, they're like, well, if she's not home, like, why would her parents not call the police? Like, there must be something. And then we see that there are a bunch of newspapers piled up. So, like, maybe her family's out of town. Anyway, Caleb's yeah. leaving. Toby's going to continue the stakeout by himself. And so... Spencer's still getting, like, a great kick out of watching Hannah try to... Yeah. ...figure out this thing because she fails again. And Spencer goes, nope, try again. Yeah, she's thrilled. Um, and we find out that the great Charlemagne is putting on a magic show in Ravenswood this afternoon. So the girls are going to go. And uh, then at that moment, Mona's gate opens, Shauna's car pulls out, and Toby follows. And we have like this back and forth. Okay. The girls get to the creepy ass show in Ravenswood. There's an eight foot tall man just staring at them. Grunwald is sitting in the audience for this magic show. What is this? Ta- this town is actually a cult. It's the strangest have to be place in, the in America. I mean, it has to be. And and the clown like immediately clocks that or the yes. magician, I guess, like sees them walk up into the park and like makes eye contact with it seems like the really tall man. And it's like, OK, here the, here's the plan. It's all, yeah. We're gonna, like do what we're. Yeah. And then this. This is actually probably Caroline's worst. I would, wouldn't have stuck around. I would have been running. As soon as they got off the stage, I would have been gone. And this clown, like, sees the girls, and he is about to do his little act. He's like a mime, too, I guess. Yeah. He won't talk. And he points at Aria, and he's like, okay, you have to get in the box. And she says, no, I am, um, I don't. I don't do boxes. I'm like, dude. I just, I don't. Here's do, I just don't do boxes. Here's the thing about Aria. You're going to have to beg her. She'll do it for sure. Don't ask any of us or she'll flip out. But you're going to have to like get on your knees and beg. And, uh, and that's, that's what, what he does. does. <laughs> so she goes to get in the box and she does the trick. Like it's as if she's going to disappear and then she doesn't. Everything's fine. And when she gets back, it turns out Emily is gone. We had a sleight of hand and I just, again, I'm like, how the fuck did A, I guess this one maybe I understand because the girls were so worried something was going to happen to Aria. They were so focused on that. Mm-hmm. But like, how does nobody see Emily just get like fucking kidnapped? Also, Emily's strong. She's a swimmer. I don't care that she's like not swimming right now. Part of me is thinking maybe 
because when we see her in this next scene, it looks like she wakes up. And so I think you know how like in some movies they'll put like a cloth yeah. over someone's mouth I was with thinking a certain like smell over that them. That chloroform. I was thinking that probably happened, but I'm like no one saw that. Well, they're all in on it. Every the whole town. <laughs> okay, well that's crazy. Hey, well that that is crazy. And suddenly you lost me. I don't think so. Especially <clears throat> when we watch this next episode when you see this event that they're going to that is invite only in the town. Ew. But the whole town is going to. So Emily wakes up in a box. We've been here before. Um, and she calls Aria. Not not I'm the person. I'm going to have a dream about this. That would be my first. Tonight. Yeah. So she's locked in this coffin and she hears a saw. And then the girls see Redcoat and they start chasing Redcoat. And they're led to Emily. And Emily is in this box that is literally on a conveyor belt headed straight for this massive fucking saw that is going to saw her in half. This is the most horrifying thing we've seen up to this point. This is too much. And then the girls are so dumb. They're trying to cut her out. The box is chained shut. They're grabbing like... You guys collectively are probably strong enough. To just push the coffin off the conveyor belt. Yeah, she. you guys can fix broken bones. Or guess what? We just saw, because there are two red coats, by the way. So one of them stops the saw, just pulls a lever. I'm like, oh, it was that easy? We didn't, Spencer, you didn't right. even, you went and looked for something to cut the chains, but you didn't think maybe there was like a Look lever. A switch? Pull the lever, cronk. Literally. But the other um, red coat then- is now upstairs and wearing the alley mask. So... Yes. So Arya goes chasing after that red coat and then Spencer goes to chase the other one. Um Arya and Spencer or Arya in the red coat upstairs get into like a physical fight. Thank God she's been dating Jake. You right know now. Lucy Hale was like, and I'll do my own stunts. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and Marlene was like, uh no, she won't. <laughs> it was that kind of thing where Watch they're like, the face. They're, Watch like, the standing face. Next to, <laughs> they're like standing next to each other <laughs> the, the day on set. And she's like, okay, and then that's when I do my own stunts. And everybody like looks at Marlene and they're like and she goes, Yeah, no, she won't. Um, <laughs> she goes, and that's when the stunt double comes like, in. Yeah, where where's the stunt double? Hey, Lucy. Sh- be seen, not heard. Um, <laughs> it's called the pretty little liars, <laughs> not the loud little liars, okay? Um She's looking around. She's like, I let her shadow me for today. She's been begging <laughs> since season one. She really wants to get into directing. I guess, and Lucy like goes around the cast and she's like, I really, I like begged them to let me do my own. So I was like, please, come on. Like, I'm not one of those girls who like won't like, I don't want to like break a nail. Like, that's not me. I was like, <laughs> please let me do my own stunts. And they were like, no, like just because of like my it's size of the role on the show. And like, because of like of the title of the show and like, um, because I'm kind of like the like the main one, like the face. So they were just like, it's better not to just like in case they're protecting uh, my assets. But I really wanted to because I love <laughs> I love just get, getting into the character like that. I love stunt work. I love stunt um, work. And so they're like fully getting into a fight. Aria does a, a roundhouse kick like, on Cece. She has learned a kicks- thing or two. Yeah, literally kicks the mask off. We see that it's Cece. And then they get into like a full on tussle. Like they have their hands on each other's shoulders and they're just rocking each other back and forth, which guys, there's definitely a more efficient way for you guys to be fighting. For sure. And then Cece goes to fall off this platform and grabs onto a rope, which breaks. And then Arya crazily grab. I don't know, even know how she did it. Uh, 
grabs her hand, and then this girl has the worst luck in the world, TC, because the hem of her coat sleeve, the red coat, breaks, leading CC to fall basically to her death. Yeah. Or well, so we or think. so we think. Um, and so we like get that great shot of her like all mangled, laying on the ground, apparently dead. And all the girls are comforting Arya because Arya just committed a murder. And um, mm-hmm. so she needs help. She needs comforting. And then they look over and Cece's gone. I'm sorry. Wake up. Cece is gone. Wake, wake up. up. How far can she really be? Go look. They realize she's gone. They don't move a muscle. Hey, yeah, they're like, okay. Hey, go out, go after her. Go after what? Like Spencer did. You don't know where your girl you, is. You, she's in a red coat, and th- everything in this room is gray. Everything in Ravenswood is gray, and she's wearing red. And she must have a limp. You can find she her. She must have a limp. She can't be moving that fast. Yeah, like it's insane. So then and she can't get far. Spencer's like, instead of that, let's go do this. The other A took me here, and she thinks that that other A was Allie. And was like yeah. leading her to show her something, and it is A's lair. And I and we walk in. There's like all these. <sighs> this is different, though. This is yeah. not your typical A lair. What's with like there the one like, like? There's like this one little sliver of Allie's face where we just like see her eye in the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's as though whoever took this picture was inside a closet and took the picture of Allie like peering into the closet from like a room and that's what the picture looks like when we find out who's who did all this <laughs> it, it becomes just even it just becomes even weirder it really does yeah it really does why do you um, why do you so have we all see this that there's a time there's a timeline of every single girl's life basically everybody in rosewood who has any connection to ali all of their lives are put out on a timeline mm-hmm. um there are journals and um hannah actually takes one of the journals yeah and i'm sure we'll revisit that later um there's a security like yeah they find like the control booth like surveillance i guess Mm -hmm. over all the girls that's how a knows everybody's moves um so okay yeah i I was gonna keep going but we can well should we yeah let's just go through this this part yeah um so the girls are literally just hanging out in here because we just went to a different scene we're just gonna run through this whole thing but like they've been in there for a second i was gonna say they're like taking their time i would be like okay like let's go i'd be getting antsy and they are taking their time because hannah's literally on the phone with caleb and it has been trying to break into the security system yes and caleb's like i can't do it so i'm gonna get on a bus so i can try to help you from there you guys are gonna wait that long you don't know when this person's coming back also we forgot to mention that there's a big blown up poster from the murder train and there's an eyeball like someone is oh yeah someone's like looking, looking in at um, um which is one of those so things that doesn't matter at all and that makes no sense i think it, i think it's Allie. oh Okay. I think. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Spencer's going through A's mail, and we realize that they formed a corporation, and that Cece maybe not be A, but is on A's payroll. And then Hannah finds that there are suit jackets, and she goes, guys, I think A's a dude. Like a closet full of suits, like American Psycho style, just like perfectly lined up. So that's when they think yeah. might be a guy. And then Emily finds a photo album that's full of photos of Allie, where she's wearing a shirt that she had like bought specifically for a date with an older guy and 
like it's just all the stuff we find out. Then we see that like A has been watching Ren, so we know that he's probably not A. And which I lo- I loved how they were like maybe it's Ren, and then Arya is looking at the board and sees the picture of Ren making out with Spencer. <laughs> And so. it's, she doesn't say this, but she may as well have said, oh, it can't actually be Ren because A's been watching Spencer slut it up with Literally. Him, so. No, it's stuff. It can't be Ren. Did you guys all see this picture? <laughs> it is actually. Of Spencer being a slut. She, there probably was like worse pictures of Arya. So she just didn't want to like bait Spencer because, <laughs> you know. Um, and so then Arya like explores and finds out that A has been following this alley person yeah and this oh has been sorry i was trying to figure out like what this meant was following ali because there's like a picture of red coat or whatever at the lodge and wait from now on since we've never (laughs) met ali you and ali person since she's been been dead the whole show to us she literally is just as ali like oh their friend ali (laughs) (laughs) so there's this girl i haven't met her but there's this girl named ali um, and you know who that would absolutely destroy Allie. her? Alice. <laughs> um, so they're like, okay, well, if Allie's been alive this whole time, they're kind of like starting to like believe this really. Whose who's funeral do we go to? And then we see there's going to be a celebration tonight in Ravenswood at 11 p.m. And the girls like are going to go because they think someone's out to get Allie and they want to get to her first and blah, blah, blah. So but before that, Toby has been following Shauna, and at first he thought that they were going to Ravenswood, but they are not. No, they passed Ravenswood at the River Valley Bed and Breakfast, and we see Mona sitting on the porch, and Shauna is dropping something off to her. So Toby's watching. So that's going to be troubling, I'm sure. Um, yep. We go back to Ravenswood. This is nuts. This blew my mind. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just like saying this. We're just like, we're just like, just like, yeah. I was like, is Allie about to walk out? I was ready for that to like happen. So yeah. Grunwald is outside when the girls walk out and they go, they're trying to go to the celebration and she's like, sorry. This is so funny. It's for invited guests it's only. Invite only. Yeah. You know, in classic Ravenswood creepy fashion, she's like, it's dangerous for you to go chasing after her. <laughs> yeah. Who? You know. Like, they never, like, say it, but um, she basically admits... Spencer Spencer is pissed because Spencer's like, hey, remember a couple weeks ago when you told me that you didn't fucking know my friend? She's like, I didn't peg you for a fucking liar. (laughs) Um, Spencer's going to have a grudge to hold against Grunwald for the rest of time. Spencer, like, needs to cool down, yeah. Um, She's like, yeah, I lied to you. If it's justified. Exactly. She's like, I did it to protect Allie. Yes, Allie was calling me that summer to find out who's bothering her. And she goes, well, I have a gift of insight. Okay. This is, you're losing me. She used it to help Allison, quote, see who was threatening her. And so we then get this. You sound like a fucking liar to me. Insane flashback to the night that Allie went missing. Grunwald drove to Rosewood into the backyard and finds Allie buried alive. She said, reaching for life and she pulls her out of the fucking ground drives her to the hospital i've always thought about like logistically pulling someone out of the ground no it would not have worked like that okay you've absolutely fucking torn their shoulder off their you need to start digging the dirt because it's so heavy it literally that's what i and like 
also, if the person who buried Allie buried her in such loose dirt, then that's on then them. Then they really must they not they have wanted really to really kill her. Really mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. This is what they wanted the whole time. It was just to teach her a lesson. Yeah. That's going to be the defense in, in court. Well, I just. She's annoying. The, the dirt was loose. And okay. She, she told me that she could. She told me she could hold her breath for a really long time. I saw her do it at a cafe once. She was like. She was like obsessed with proving this to me. So I was like, okay. Let's okay, test fine, it. Bury you alive. Okay, let's test see how it. long you can last. Let's do it. And then I got cold, so I went inside. Sorry, someone else found her before I did. So, um, <laughs> Grunwell drives her to the hospital, runs in to get help, and when she gets back, Allie's gone. And so the girls are like, so she's been alive this whole time? And it's like, well, I think Grunwell's saying she, like, does not know what happened to her. She doesn't yeah. mean she's still alive. Like, she needed medical yeah, attention I mean, and someone was trying to kill her. I wouldn't immediately be like, oh. Yeah. So, well, then so she's, she's good. good. Like, I don't know. Um, but Gronwald seems to know. And she's like, no, Allie was never really gone. But I I also haven't seen her again since that night. So, to me, I'm like, we know nothing more <laughs> than we knew before, essentially. But we, I guess, yeah. think that we do, so. And at first, like, Arya's ready to, um, well, wait. Th- yeah, she's like, uh, you guys are being watched. You guys need to leave uh, Ravenswood. Because he's watching you and he's hoping that you'll lead him to Allie is basically yeah. what she said. She's like, he's here. And then <laughs> and then she <laughs> scampers away. And at first Arya's like, all right, guess we got to go back. We aren't invited to this party. And then she sees everybody walking to the party in their outfits. She's like, I want to go. And she's like, wait, guys, this is like my dream theme. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I have just the thing. I brought it, of course. And so... Th- just so you guys know, the party was supposed to take place at 11 p.m. and they just walk right into a store called Beautiful Things. Are they stealing? No, is the store open? That's at where 11 the party PM? is. No, the party's outside. Oh, I thought the party was in there. Anyway, whatever. No, it's like in the graveyard. Arya is not buying the Grunwald story. She's like, can we really trust her? And um, so they decide to go in that store. Whatever. Someone walks to the lair. Their head turns. Oh, my God. We see the profile of Ezra Fitz. Z. Z? Holy freaking. (laughs) A to Z. Am I right, baby? Z to A. Can you say your (laughs) alphabet backwards? Prove it. Uh, And he knows the girls have been there. (laughs) And he uses that Carnegie Mellon acting to green slams his closet in frustration he's oh my gosh. pissed he's capital p pissed the way i watched that the first time and like jumped in the air when he hit the <laughs> closet door i was like oh, i am um, <laughs> that's uh, not the z i know it really is like this can't be like i know it is but i'm like but why i just can't wait yeah. to unravel this all and and watch it like Do you not, really make- not know no oh my god oh my god oh my god don't cry are you going to cry? the best thing ever. Also, going back to the thing that you said like 30 seconds ago, I love the idea of asking someone if they can do something, not waiting for them to say yes, and yes or no, and then saying prove it. <laughs> can, you, can, you say, can you say your ABCs prove backwards? It. Prove it. Prove it. Um, yeah. Well, I've And then we get our A scene, and it's Ezra. Earlier in the episode when they were like scooping, scoping out the lair, Oh yeah, um, we saw like a sketch of a really creepy drawing of someone in like a World War II like a gas mask. Gas mask. It w- it's so, like terrifying. Like, honestly, could we have? I know that like what they're doing is scary or like 
obviously no one wants to be in a situation where they have to wear a gas mask but like could we same with the buponic same with the buponic plague okay (laughs) the buponic plague (laughs) a little much did did we have to pick these fucking terrifying looking masks i mean i guess yeah or like exterminators too. Like think about the exterminator ride at Kenny. I know some of that shit is scary. I know. I totally know and agree. I used to go through that ride. Like Ryan loves that ride, uh-huh. and I used to. We'd take him, and I would keep my eyes closed the entire time. I didn't want to see. Well, anything. That's worse because then you just like it's like worse to me. Not knowing is worse than knowing. Okay, guys, let me tell you what this this roller coaster ride is. First of all, you wait in what you think is going to be a quick line. Oh my god. You get to run all the way through empty line, and then you actually get into where the line is. And it's like, there's no air conditioning. It's so humid. It's dark. There's no way out. Like, it's actually a nightmare. It's terrible. Then you get into these little bugs that are the carts, the most uncomfortable seats. You're squeezed in, and then you go on the worst roller coaster ride of your life. Because it's actually... The whole point of the roller coaster ride is just to get you to slide back and forth as much as you can and hit the other people that you're in the cart with as much as you can. And don't they have like rats like drop from the ceiling and stuff? Oh, I don't I think might have so. made but that they up. Definitely have like, they definitely have like rat noises and like. And it's like dark, right? It's super gross. Yeah, it's dark. It's like in it's the like dark. It's like Kennywood's version of Space Mountain. Mm. But gross. Huh. Anyway, so the A scene is Ezra getting dressed up in his, like, gas mask costume. So we see that he's the one going to the party dressed like this. How did Ezra score an invite? I didn't, like, know it was for sure Ezra. You seem to have the guest list on lock. Wait. If you're so sure, you have this gift of insight. Wait, what? I didn't know that that was, like, for sure Ezra getting in the mask. I think we were supposed to deduce that because we saw, they pointed out the costume. But then I'm like, but why didn't they just show us his face then? putting it on probably because getting that mask on is fucking hard Ugh, so annoying anyway that's it guys that's the freaking up um let me pull up the synopsis yeah get that up while i do some shameless promo i hold you guys hostage for a second um if you are listening on thursday january 18th then tomorrow we are releasing our popcast for the month on the patreon that is for tier two the dream rotation members and if you are in the um first or third you will wait no 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 no, sorry if you're in the second or third tiers you will get this episode um and that girl talk app is live and then next week we will be doing the glee pilot recap which personally i cannot wait for um go check out our social media pretty underscore little underscore podcast Follow us, message us, check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. All of these things really do help us. It might seem like just a drop in the bucket, but let me tell you guys, it makes a freaking difference. Um, And as always, tune in again next week. Okay, go ahead, Phoebe, with a synopsis. Uh, next week's episode is called Grave New World. Sheesh, did and you know the synopsis? that Anthony and I 
the first show we ever did together was Brave New World. And for Valentine's Day when I lived in New York, he got me a copy of Brave New World. And he like circled words and numbers and like made like a code, like a puzzle I had to figure out to open this little thing. I had to enter the, the code that I got. And inside of it were tickets to Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. That's pretty sick. Anyway, go ahead. I love that book. Um, and yes, I have read it. If you listen to the Patreon tomorrow, you'll know that my reading ability was called into serious question by Caroline. Well, and again today, um, because I found out you only know seven words. <laughs> <laughs> well, I at least know nine. Because I taught you. I said nothing, Burger. Right. Okay. Anyway, the ladies crashed the Ravenswood Founders Day celebration after. I love a Founders Day I'm celebration. Kind of over Ravenswood. No, no, no. Hate Ravenswood, but I loved like in Gilmore Girls. No, I know, but I'm just like, can we stop with Ravenswood? We really only have like one more episode, but you are going to hit Caleb's storyline. He is such a side quest because it's setting up Ravenswood, the show. I remember that. um, Which was a flop. So you'll have to deal with that. Anyway, uh, after learning that Allie may be alive, Caleb meets a kindred soul as he travels to Ravenswood to help the girls. Boring. That's that. Just kidding. That's that. Guys, it's going to be fierce. Okay, tune in next week, please. Please. <laughs> That's all. Just please tune please. in next week. And please tell everybody you know about us, guys. I really, like, this is just our year. I just know it is. And you guys are a really big part of that. And we're so grateful for you. The ones that have been here from the beginning and the ones that just got here today, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the family. Mom has been commenting. Mom commented. I posted a review and mom commented, welcome to the family, Miranda. I know. Welcome to the family, Miranda. I'm so happy to be an honorary Connell sister because she is an honorary Connell sister on the Patreon. Shout out, Miranda. We love you. Shirts Shirts for the Patreon people. And I think Miranda is now like our spokesperson for the Patreon. Wow. Shirts for the Patreons that say, welcome to the fan, Miranda. And are we talking about Miranda Bailey? Who knows? Well, <laughs> I'm going to go practice my Miranda Bailey poses <laughs> and watch Salt Lake City. All right. We <laughs> will see you next week. And, and splat. splat. <laughs>